Welcome to Intuitive Seek. My name is Mary Treen, and every week I aim to bring you a grounded approach to all things intuition. Through personal stories, experiences, and practices, offering energetic reflections to help you discover, connect, and fully realize how your unique power of intuition is your own greatest teacher. Hello, hello. Welcome. Welcome to April. April 2022. Unbelievably. It's kind of remarkable. That time marches on, regardless of what happens in the world, in our own lives. It is the one constant, isn't it? And having said that, why don't we start this episode off with a little bit of breath? Because if you're out in the world, and especially if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming that you may not remember your breath as often as you could, because I know that that is definitely always something that I need to remember. So let's take a nice deep breath in. Let that breath out. Then this time, if you didn't breathe through your nose, breathe through your nose. And let that breath out. And your last one will be through the nose as well. But when you breathe in, count to four and then breathe out. So let's do it. Breathe in. And out. Okay. Well, even if you're on public transportation, I hope you were able to breathe subtly if you didn't want to do the full breath, but that's good. It feels really good. So today it's April. It's April. I mean, I am recording this a little bit earlier, but my intention is on the energy of April. And I felt like, yes, let's do the energetic impressions for April to help us navigate through the month, hopefully offering some good intuitive insight and journal prompts for you to really tune into what your energy will be like personally. This is more kind of for the collective, but also for the listeners of Intuitive Seek. So if you're listening to this, most likely it should resonate for you too. And if it doesn't, no problem. Take what you need and leave the rest. As always. And before we jump into April's energy impressions, I wanted to share a story about an experience that I had this week. It was a lovely confirmation and really beautiful sign. So very similar to what we were talking about in last week's episode. And yeah, I really wanted to share. So on just this past Sunday morning, 
I wake up quite early, as I've spoken about before, and I like to. I really appreciate the time that I have when it feels kind of like the world is still sleeping. And on Sunday morning, I felt really called to write, to start writing. And I write a lot of poetry. I love to write. If you've read anything on my Instagram before, and I also have my poetry on my website too, but I have one thing I don't really, or I don't know if I've ever really talked about on this podcast, but I have been working on a piece of writing, which was originally a short story for about a year now, but it's actually been for many years because as I've been working on it and kind of following the inspiration, I realized that many things and kind of small stories that I wrote many years ago kind of blend into the story. So I have felt a real pull to work on this and finish it. And I was ready to finish it last August I planned to, I was going to go visit family and have a little bit of extra time for these like 10 days. And I was calling it kind of my solo writing retreat. And I was so excited to have this time to finish it, to give myself this time. But then last August, all of these things happened in my family where it just wasn't possible anymore. We had a couple of losses in my immediate family and some health scares and everything just kind of flew up in the air and the plan was gone. And forgive me if I did talk about that already, but just wanted to add that context. So this past Sunday, I felt especially after losing Bo and going through kind of the beginning of that deep grief, I felt kind of a new, a kind of fresh and new perspective on it. And I was feeling a constant pull to work on it. I was getting a lot of inspiration. I was writing down a lot of notes about it. But every time I went to do that, I just couldn't. And it wasn't even in a normal or traditional kind of writer's block way of, you know, staring at the blank page. It was really a battle. And maybe this is a lot of writer's block too, but a battle of, well, what is even the point? What if I just sit here? What if I write 40,000 words and they all don't make any sense Or even worse, what if I write something and then I realize it has actually already been written? Doesn't really need a new take on it. So those are kind of the what ifs, but they really created quite a, quite a hurdle for me where all I, all I really needed to do was just make the space for it, which will bring us into the energy impressions for April. But so on Sunday, I thought, well, you know what, I'll do 20 minutes. And then I know anytime I give myself a 20 minute limit, time limit, I always do it. And then I keep writing because once I start, like, you know, most physics, once you start something, it kind of continues in motion much, much easier. So I was 
writing and getting a lot of really great ideas in how I can structure it and the way the story was going. And I just love the characters so much. And it's a really, it's a really powerful story for me because, well, I'll wait until I actually do write it to tell you the details, but the, the crux of it would be about the remembering of a woman's spirit and how auspicious and inspired and irreversibly transformative that can be. And for me, that is like very exciting. It makes me very excited. So, and that's the main reason that I know that I need to write it even just for myself is if it lights me up this much, I have to do it. So I was ready to settle in, ready to do it, ready to write at that 20 minutes. Here we go. And then I had that feeling again of, well, I've been, you know, I've been trying to write this forever. Even when I was a little kid, before I could actually write, my mom would say I would draw the tiniest picture in the top corner of the page and I would just scribble all over. Like I was writing something. Something was trying to be written, but I didn't have the words yet or the letters. I didn't know how, but something was trying. I was trying to write something needed to be written. So even if I think of it that way, I've been trying to write this since, you know, I was three years old or whatever. So I owe it to myself to just try. So I really felt that I felt that it was time and I felt like it was not serving me or helping me at all to go back and forth. It wasn't even a procrastination. It was really like more of a battle. And well, maybe this sounds a little dramatic, but hopefully somebody understands where I'm coming from and maybe it'll help you with what you're trying to do and work on and everything. But anyway, I was about to, you know, start working on it. And I heard the loudest squawking, like the loudest squawking, which felt like it was right next to my ear, but it was right outside of my window. And I opened up the curtain and there were two Canada geese on the edge of the roof next door. And my window was on the second story. So it was right next to the edge of the building where they were. So very close, just, you know, a couple arms reaches. That was it. And the squawking was loud. And I usually have seagulls there and crows, but I have never in the six years that I've lived here, never seen Canada geese. So I had a real unexpected excitement because yes, I live in Canada and I do, and I am Canadian and I do see Canada geese, you know, very often, especially this time of year now going into spring in the Northern hemisphere, but I had never seen them so close. So my intuition was telling me, oh, I feel like this can be utilized as a nice little sign to write, to not have such a battle anymore, to remember that, and I liked this message that my intuition gave me, was because there were two of them, it reminded me that I'm not creating on my own, that it's a real 
a co-creation when we use our creativity. You know, inspiration means, or the root of it, the Latin root is inspara, and that is, you know, to breathe in the breath of God. And that is, you know, high, high hopes for sure. But the symbolism of that is not lost on me. And I like to use Google with my intuition as well. So I kind of Googled what do geese, you know, symbolize cultural significance? What stories have they been in? Like immediately I thought of Mother Goose and I thought, oh, right, stories probably writing. And I found the following excerpt from Ted Andrews, and he says, goose communication skills were honored further in that a goose feather was used as a favored writing implement. It's the perfect design for moving ink smoothly onto paper. In turn, thoughts become permanent and often inspired by the divine. Many writers believed that the goose quill had a kind of magic that manifested in the muse and the vision. So that was pretty lovely. I love those geese that came and decided to just hang out on that roof at the moment that I was kind of recommitting to the story that I was writing. And that is also why I go to the internet last, because reaching outside to look for the meaning of certain, you know, signs around us serves our highest well-being when we have already kind of looked into the meaning for ourselves, listen to our intuition, and then anything we find that helps to affirm or confirm what we already know can help us to trust our intuition. So that's why I like to use it more as a trust affirmation or validation that we don't necessarily need, but just a little, a little hint, a little, a little extra, a little sprinkle. So I did mention on my bow episode, I'll call it. And if you did listen to that, thank you for listening to me being very vulnerable and sad. And yeah, I really appreciate it because that is kind of the point. One of the points of this podcast is to show that emotions are normal, that feeling is so important, and it's not something to try to change immediately. There's no reason to change your grief into something else until you have moved through it. And that is what I know to be true. And I am still grieving, but the waves are softer. Time did help for this type of grief. And yeah, I definitely, I gained some different and new perspectives. That is for sure. But because of that grief that happened right at the beginning of March, I didn't feel like I could offer any kind of energetic impression, forecast, whatever you want to say, because 
it would have just been, you know, everything is bad. So there you go. But (laughs) that is not how it was because I had a lot of beautiful, bright spots in my month as well. So I hope that yours was more on the bright side than not. But even if it was as grief-stricken as mine was, I hope that you got through it or are moving through it and giving yourself lots of grace and time and compassion and space, which brings us to April. Because when I meditated to the energy that we may be navigating through and what we need and what we can ask ourselves to really find out what we need, the word that kept coming over and over that I kept thinking of was space. And space in the traditional sense of the universe. You know, everything beyond our atmosphere. And I thought that that was so odd because it's spring, it's new life, new beginnings, the winter is over. If I didn't trust my intuition, my mind would say, oh, well, this is actually all about the fruit and the fertility and, you know, abundance, wheat. I'm just trying to think of all like the fertile spring things, but um, flowers, seeds, all these things. But I didn't go into my mind. I trusted my intuition. And I love this idea, and I hope that it helps you a bit too for this month, because what really felt right was to ask myself, and if you ask yourself this too, imagine yourself in space. Imagine that you have as much room as you could possibly imagine to move You have the freedom there. Are you already getting a little bit of anxiety? Because I did. I didn't want to be in space. What if I can't breathe? What if something happens? What if the suit I'm wearing doesn't work? What if I go so far that I never get back to where I started from? Or what if I move in the wrong direction and I move so far away to galaxy after galaxy that when I realize that I'm in the wrong direction, it will take eternity to get back? Well, that to me was the lesson. What is our relationship to infinite possibility? How do you feel in the expansive unknown And allow yourself to really feel how you would feel. Don't try to feel how you think you're supposed to feel to be like the most successful. That does not help anyone. I mean, I've tried to do that. For years I tried to do that. How would so-and-so do it? Oh, let me ask all these people that have done all the things that I want to do. How do they do it? How did they figure that out? And to a certain extent, Yes, it's good to know. It can be inspiring. It can be helpful. 
But everybody is so different. We all are so unique, and we have a unique way of doing things, and a unique way of seeing things. Our energy, our purpose, our creativity—it's all unique to us. And that's why I feel like it's like almost impossible to get enough validation so that you're confident and comfortable in whatever direction you want to go into the unknown. And that's where I really feel like this energy impression of imagining yourself in space comes from. That in this new month, in April, spring, welcoming in you know the astrological new year, it really is a fresh start. But it does feel like that in energy as well. But I feel like the lesson that we can kind of gain from it, the metaphor, is that. All of our desires, any goal that you set in January, or maybe last January, or two Januarys ago, or three, that these things, these desires, these things that your your intuition is calling you to do, your soul is calling you to do, your spirit, your heart, you know the things. I don't need to describe them because you know, you know immediately when I say that. Those things can never truly exist. The actions we need to take will never happen the way they need to if we are always looking outside of ourselves to confirm and validate what we want to do. So in space. As I said, the stars are bright, but there's billions of them. So which one of those should you follow? But the other light is in you. What if your inner fire is all you needed to light your way? But even better, what if you didn't have to move? What if you showed? All of your talents, all of your innate gifts that you don't even think are that special because they're so natural to you. What if you just started to be yourself? What if by being yourself in all that you are was enough, but like truly enough, because? It shows that inner fire, that inner light that you have, and that can be like a beacon to the people and places and opportunities that will help you realize your desires, because that's what shining your light means, as far as I'm concerned. Really showing how you can brighten the world. And when you are your true self, showing what you can do without worrying whether it is good enough or good enough in whoever's eyes, 
that you just do it because you know that you need to. Whatever that is, whatever it is, if it's creative, traditional creativity of, you know, writing or drawing or photography, painting, maybe it's puzzles, maybe it's problem solving, maybe it is, you know, hiking and exploring the ocean, maybe it's traveling. There's so many things because we are all so different. But that is why they say, you hear people saying, what lights you up? What lights you up enough that your light can be the vehicle that helps you know which way you're going? That you are authentic enough that your light is so bright but you only see it and only know what lights you up when you give yourself enough space. And I love imagining real space because that's when all of my doubt comes in of what if, what if, what if. And the same thing happens when I share the things that I love to create, the things out of my soul, my heart, my spirit whatever you want to call it. You know, there are a million reasons that we can find to not do something, to not share a part of ourselves or what we make, or even speak something that we might want to do or try or become. Because we can imagine all the reasons why we shouldn't. And we can... Imagine all the reasons to make fun of it, like all the things, all the bad things that would stop us from doing it. So that's why understanding and trying our best to remember, because it is a constant practice for me, but I really feel like something has shifted by practicing it so much, especially for this month. I feel that Knowing the feeling of something lighting you up, knowing what your own light, your own energy, your heart, what it feels like, that will always be more important than anybody else's opinion about what you're sharing and who you are. But the only way to really get to know that part of yourself is, again, by giving yourself the space. And when you judge how much space you have, that you've given yourself enough, that it's time to do something, time to do the thing that the other person said you should do, stop trying to focus on the thing that you want to do, it's obviously not working out, that's the time to go back to yourself in the expanse of space with your desires in your yearning lighting up the way around you that's how you can make sure that the intentions for what you want are true to you and not because of the outside because of other people's validation or what they want you to do 
If it truly is for you, then that's the time to be the most loyal to it. To understand that not everybody has to understand. Everybody else can be in the dark. And you know what? Everybody else is. The metaphor of space works for that. Because the billions of stars lighting up the sky, those are everybody else. But you don't know what's lighting them up fully. You just know that they're shining. You didn't know how they got there or what they're doing. They can tell you a little bit, but you don't know the inner true path of back and forth, back and forth, uh, of trust. So allowing yourself enough space to remember your own inner fire and allowing that to be your lighthouse and also the lighthouse to guide the way. Because when you really, truly, and it won't be all the time, but when you can say, you know what? It doesn't matter what everybody else thinks, whether it's good enough or whether it's a good idea. What if this month you trusted your fire? You trusted what wants to shine inside of you. What if you treated your desires and what you yearn to do and want, if you have the privilege to do that, you should do it so that you can help other people that don't. What if you treat that desire like a soulmate? What if you treat it like a key to unlocking every potential you have in yourself? Like, is there something that you want? Is there a desire that you almost can feel like it's that soulmate where it feels like you may never be able to do it and, you know, maybe in the next life? Something that feels like almost impossible, but your soul really wants it? Your heart is telling you to do it? Well, maybe that's the soulmate that all of us can find. Maybe the desire, the things that we really want to do that might seem not the most thought out, not the most secure or stable, or, you know, safe the safe path? What if those are the mate, the partner that our soul needs to feel whole, to feel satisfied and fulfilled? That it's as important as the most romantic story that you can even imagine. That it's that kind of love, that epic love that you can have for yourself so then you actually act on your desires and do the thing and show your talents to share your voice 
to shine your light? And I know that I don't need to give you any example because you know what you want to share. Even if it's buried deep, deep inside, your intuition will tell you. You just have to ask it. And you need to listen and make the space consistently to connect to your intuition, to learn how it speaks to you, so you can trust that when you receive guidance or signs or any kind of knowing, dreams, all the ways, all the ways that our intuition can speak to us, that when that happens, then you can trust it. And there will not be so much uncertainty around it. So that's why for me too, this month, I am going to remember the space that I need to do the things like at the beginning of this episode to actually write the thing that I've been trying to finish for years. And I hope that you can offer yourself the space that you may need so that you can really see and kind of move towards the promise that all of that space can really offer. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek. Please reach out to me with any questions or if you have anything that you'd like to share, you can follow and message me on my Instagram at trainlight, T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T, or email me at hello, trainlight at gmail.com. You can also check out my website, trainlight.com. You guessed it. And I will have all the links in the show notes for you to learn more about how I can support you in my one-on-one work. And you can read about workshops that are coming up and my Reiki trainings and certifications that I'm offering as well. So thank you very much for all of your support. If you feel called to leave a review on iTunes to help other people find this podcast, that would be incredible incredibly generous. I am so grateful for all the beautifully kind reviews that I've received. I have only been able to really see the Canadian ones fully, but I have seen a couple in other markets as well. So thank you so much. And yes, thank you again. Be kind to yourself and I will talk to you soon.